right, it is a little extra Lambo. Coming to you from the Palatial Podcast Studios right here, Spokane, Washington. And yes, this is episode number 100. Go shawty, it's your birthday. We gon' party like it's your birthday. We gon' sip a party like it's your birthday. And you know we don't give up if that's your birthday. I love these these mixes, these mixes that uh, we had. We had uh, what Morgan Wallen and um, I think it was Michael Jackson. Actually, I think is who it was. I'm not a I'm not a fan of Michael Jackson. One stretch of the you know one iota stretch of the imagination. Not a fan at all. But the the mix together was pretty cool. So, but there there there's a bunch of them. You had Phil Collins and. Might have been Michael Jackson as well, uh, Phil Collins and Michael Jackson. You had um, you had a rock. There was a rock and a rap together that kind of matched. You have one of my one of my TikTok videos uh, is uh, Lincoln Park with I believe it's Jay Z. I believe it's Jay Z. Uh, it's Numb and something else. I can't remember what it is, but uh, I I love the collaborations. Um, today's show. I was supposed to have a guest, and that guest did not appear, did not come on the show, and so now it is just you and me. I have nothing uh, prepared for today's show. I've got a bunch of notes for my guest. I could I could play both roles, but I don't think you guys would have fun, and it would ruin it for the next time we have that uh, that guest on. So today I'm just going to talk about the show. Um, it, it, it kind of came out of, it didn't come out of nowhere. It was something that I'd been thinking about for a while. Because when we were doing the Hotcast 1, me and Albert Garza, we were doing Hotcast 1 radio podcast, which you can still find on Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. Just type in Hotcast 1. I wanted to do more. I wanted to do something where it wasn't sports related because I had all these I had all these friends and 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 family familia that had their own stories, had their own success stories, had their own individual stories, and I just wanted to test the waters with it. Really, show number one. Show number one is my buddy Jacob Miller. He is the owner of Cravey's Drinks Nightlife downtown Spokane. Go ahead, go down there, have a drink. Tell him, hey, I went back. I listened to a little extra Lambo. I listened to you. Episode number one, Jacob Miller. We had a great conversation. I wasn't sure how this podcast was going to go. I wasn't sure how many even many episodes i was going to get or the direction i was just going to kind of let it grow organically and kind of whatever came came and so i had i had on jacob as as my first guest he owned two businesses battled uh through covid with both of them one of them came out alive the other wasn't the fault of covid I mean, everybody wants to blame COVID, right? Oh, COVID, I'm understaffed because of COVID. Didn't get you your order on time because of COVID. It's been three years. All right, I think we're good. I think we're past the COVID shit. 
but he lost, unfortunately he lost, uh, Sam's and coffee. And the problem was, wasn't him. It wasn't the location. It was still, it's still a great location. The problem was everybody started working from home and he's in the middle of this business district that we have office district that we have here in Spokane and nobody's working there anymore. It's tough. It is tough to sell sandwiches and coffees when nobody's working in the office buildings. So we had a great conversation. This is episode number one. We had a great conversation right here in studio. He even brought burgers from Crave Eats Drinks Nightlife downtown Spokane. And, you know, we had a great conversation, hour and a half long. It was, it was, it was cool. It was just an opportunity just to talk just to talk and it wasn't about sports it wasn't about anything it was just it was just we were just talking so that that was cool um episode number two um was a learning podcast for sure because i had my best friend with me my best friend brooks Kling, uh gypsy fly fishing um as well as the featured the featured act on my tiktoks the last three three videos four videos for the sign that he made for the studio so still fucking happy about that it is so awesome every time i look at this thing i'm going to spin around with the mic every time i look at this board and i i wish you guys could see it go to my tiktok go to my tiktok and i lay this thing out i'm holding it in my hands right now and it is awesome so yeah go to my go to my tiktok you will see a full full video of it i might i should post it on facebook as well so that way it's on there as well um but my my second show could have been a lot better. We had we had Brooksy. That was his first time uh, doing a podcast, and so you learn. And and I actually learned the same one when we did the Larry Colbert podcast. I got myself caught up in the conversation, and when you're having a conversation with somebody, you're sitting there at the bar, you're sitting there at Sam's and Coffee, you're sitting there at Cravey Drink Nightlife downtown Spokane. You're sitting there talking to somebody and you want them to know that you're engaged in the conversation. So you're you're like, mm, "Oh yeah, yeah." And they're they're telling their story, they're telling us about how they got all their their equipment ready to go go climb the Alps and they had all the all the ropes and stuff ready and you're just letting them know that you're engaged. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. When you're in a conversation like that, and it's just you two or maybe another person there, it, it flows. It makes sense. Not in podcasting. Nobody wants to hear you say, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, oh, oh yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Nobody wants to hear that because it takes away from the person who's talking. I learned that in the in the Larry Colbert podcast that I did on the Hotcast One. We did it down in Arizona. Larry is one of the coolest dudes that I know came from Chicago. Um, one of those, one of those stories, lots of brothers and sisters, and he wanted to be more than what he was given in Chicago. He made himself into one of the, one, I, I would like to say one of the best chefs that I know. So I'm just going to say that he's one of the best chefs that I know in Atlanta, Georgia. I think that covers the bases. So Larry is such a good dude, willing to help anybody, big heart. And and then I actually reposted that uh, another another episode. I don't remember what episode it was, but I posted that on a little extra Lambo as well. It was tough to listen to. I know, I know, but it was the the conversation is what I wanted people to get out of it, and I think people enjoyed it. But if you go back and listen, you hear me caught up in the conversation just because I forgot. I forgot what I was doing. 
and I was I got lost in the conversation. It was uh huh, uh huh, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, uh huh, and and it it takes away from him and and talking. So my best friend Brooks learned that in episode number two we had on Dees Casillas. Dees is a comedian. Um, double O siete. Where is he from? I I, I thought he was from California. I could be wrong on that, but anyway, um, he actually came and did my 40th birthday. I, I had hired him and Michael Glatzmeyer for my 40th birthday out of the casino. Had uh, it rented out a full room, um, had a bar, had food, and then I had Deese and, and Michael there, and it was an amazing night. It was so much fun, and again, Deese, I don't, I don't know if you're listening, but uh, people are still talking about that night. People are still talking about Aquaman from that night. So, and those that are there, that are that are listening now, that were there, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about when I say Aquaman. So we'll leave that as an inside joke because I know it kind of embarrasses the other guy, but <laughs> it's still a good, sh- a good, uh, good time. So, but Deese did my 40th birthday. It just so happened that when I asked Dees to come on to the podcast, it was at the same time as my 42nd birthday. So it, it was just it was just dumb luck. And then it was it was kind of something that I should have done my 44th birthday as well. Um, but he was out of town. So that that didn't get to work out to my forty fourth. I could have have Dees every other every other every, every other year for my birthday. So I should should have uh, planned that out a little bit better. But anyway, he had left. He's down in Texas right now doing a circuit. And I know I know he came up California into Oregon and then re- looped around again. And he came back up here in the same area. I said, Dees, you're supposed to be down in Texas. Go go rumble down there. So hopefully he's doing well. I haven't talked to him for a little bit, but I saw his uh, show, and that was really fun too. I saw his comedy show. All of his friends who were comedians were there, and it was like a, a going away. And then we got to see the best of Deese and and his entire act, basically, uh, this one night. And it was so much fun. So, we, uh, yeah, we went to that, and, and then, uh, you know, said goodbye, and he moved to Texas. My third, and I'm not going to go through all of my shows, but those those two were the first two. The one with Jacob was fun. The one with Deese was a learning one. The one with Albert, Albert Piasek. I've known him for fucking 20, 25 years, 24 years, something like that. Albert is my buddy from Moses Lake, Washington. I wanted to smoke a cigar. I really wanted to smoke a cigar, and I wanted you guys to be a part of it. So is what we did is me and my girlfriend, we rented a hotel room. We got a booth at or a corner spot at the Legends of Fire. It's up at the Northern Quest Casino and was able to set up my equipment, set up my mics. And we talked for almost three hours uh, smoking a cigar. My thought was going into this because I've tried chewing. I'm, I'm not definitely not a chewer. I can have a can. Somebody could open up a tin beside me. My world starts spinning. So I figured the same thing was going to happen with the cigar. But I had to try it. I had to try it. Had to learn the hard way. So he he knows cigars. He knows ins and outs. He knows the the you know all the techniques, all the makers, all of the whiskeys to drink with what cigars. He's got a locker out there. He knows the shit when it comes to cigars. 
he was the the right guy to have my first cigar with and so we had it all set up so we're out there and it, and we had a great conversation back and forth three hours and my world i thought was just going to start spinning i thought i was going to have that just like when you put in a chew for the first time and you're just you know both eyeballs are spinning around in your head and you're you're you don't know where you're at and and then you know you relieve yourself wherever you're standing I thought that's what was going to happen. That's why we booked the hotel room. That's why we, you know, had the steps in place to be able to crawl to our rooms. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Probably tr- probably a little bit too much cuz now I'm I'm not a not a huge cigar smoker, but I do like having a cigar uh every, every now and then and I'll I'll stop and buy five or six and oh man, you know I've got it. I don't want it to go bad. I better smoke it. So uh, if anything has come from that, at least I'm not doing drugs. I could be doing meth, but I'm smoking cigars. So that was a, that was a really fun night and I didn't leave any equipment there. So that was a good one. Um, my friend Jen Schmidt, uh, Tia was the next one. Tia is number one ranked, uh, at this time was a number one ranked CrossFitter in the 50 year old division, complete badass. And then my friend Jen, she's a sommelier. Uh, we went to college together. She's from Spokane. Now she's down in Miami, Florida, which I would love to get down there. We keep talking about going down, and I never follow through. And that is that will not be one of my regrets in life, but it is one of the things that I really wish that I would just pull the trigger on and go down to Miami because I'm a foodie. You guys all know this. I love my food. I want to go down there. I want to eat all. She's like, she's like, if you come down here, you could walk down one street and have 20 different restaurants right there of different, different foods. And that would be, that would be awesome. My friend, Jen sommelier, um, that, so those of you who don't know what a sommelier is, that is who you go down and you sit down and let's say we're going to have some steak and some, uh, maybe some, some potatoes of some sort and some green beans or, or asparagus, whatever. She's going to know what exactly what wine for you to drink during your meal. That's what she does. That's what she gets paid to do. And the, the, the that conversation was pretty cool. Cause I had no idea. I mean, obviously I knew what a sommelier was. I didn't know the details behind it and how do you get into this and what do you do and all that stuff. So that was a fun one. Um, and actually that one we did an early, I think it was Saturday, Sunday morning, Saturday morning. Cause she's three hours ahead. So she, that was noon for her before she was on her way to work. So I rolled out of bed, turned on the mic and then boom, we were on our, on our way. Uh, show number six was with my daughter. Uh, I wanted to do this thing. And then, like I said before, you know, I wanted to, wanted to grow this thing organically. I wanted to, you know, kind of do things maybe just a little bit different. And episode number six was no, was no difference. So I did it with my daughter and Mike's old fashioned donuts is, uh, one of the new donut shops here in town. So I did it. I did a preview of the donuts that they had made with my daughter, Bailey, which was, uh, which was really fun. She had a good time with it. We got to eat the donuts on the air, but that was the only episode that I did of it. So that right there might, I, I'm, I'm definitely not, you know, I'm not going to do donuts again, but I, I, as a donut owner, I used to own daylight donuts, Kalispell, Montana. So I was able to use my expertise in talking about the, 
the donuts and breaking them down, how they're made, all that stuff. But I got to do it with my daughter, and that was so much fun. So, um, I know I had Michael Glatzmeyer on. I had Charles Hall Jr. on. Uh, Terry Nichols, Dry Fly Distilling here in Spokane. And then the show started started changing a little bit. We we wanted to uh, we I'm saying we I wanted to use my platform to help men help men we are we are Joe Rogan said or actually it was somebody else said but Joe it was through the words of Joe Rogan it's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war we are in hard times right now with weak men we are in we are in times where men get pushed around. They get abused verbally by their wives. They get disrespected in their own homes. The mothers allow the children to disrespect the father, or in this case, the 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 stepfather gets disrespected by the children because the mother doesn't do anything about it. The mother does not have the stepfather's back. It just breeds disrespect. So my show started turning into these these red pill moments, these learning sessions of, of what to do in situations, of how to see red flags. And Lord knows, Lord knows I have dated women with red flags. And I've used my learning experiences to help other men. So that's kind of where the show started going. I'm looking at it right now. I think I did four or five in a row um, for, for those. And then a switch happened, right? A switch happened before, no, we're in the middle of COVID. We're in the middle of COVID at this point, but COVID should have been over. But the governments are still scaring us the government is still putting restrictions upon us the governments are still trying to keep the citizens restricted in their own homes they're trying to they're trying to push their agenda forward no matter the cost so when you do that the only recourse is to start fighting so if they're going to jump ahead of us before we get the chance to attack them, we need to have our we need to have our stuff prepared. We need to have our stuff in line. That's where the bug out bags started coming in. Talking about that, talking about preparing, talking about getting things set up for ammunition, getting um, you know the 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 twelve C's of survival. Uh, I, I I got the twelve C's from Bear Independent. Great dude. Follow his stuff. Um, I, after a little bit, you kind of see that he, he's kind of doing it to sell stuff, but he, I, I believe in my heart that he, he clearly understands what he's talking about and it, it is useful information. So don't, don't discredit it just because he's trying to sell you stuff, take the information. And then I started getting into things. You start going into rabbit holes <laughs> and, and the executive orders was the first rabbit hole that I went down which you learn a lot. You learn a lot that our government has been slowly putting on, putting things in place as time goes on. Liberals are very patient. I've said this many times on this podcast. 
liberals are very patient. Liberals come up with a plan. They have a they have a way of executing their plan, and it doesn't matter how long the the time frame is, but that plan is going to is going to happen one way or the other. The Green New Deal being the latest extravaganza that they're trying to push through. They came with this ball of shit of every liberal whack job thing that they wanted they to push through clean energy, zero carbons, you know, no gas powered vehicles, no, you know, all of, all of this stuff, all of this stuff. And the green new deal was presented and it got laughed out of, of Congress because it was so much. There's no way. There's no way we can afford it, number one. Okay, okay, okay. We'll just take it back. Well, then they start dissecting it. And then implementing this one. Well, well, we didn't we just pulled it all back, but this is an important one. We need to we need to do this one. And now we start getting these these liberal states saying no no sale of gas-powered vehicles by 2035. You have to have a certain amount of you have to have a certain amount of green energy in your systems. You have to have, you know, and the ball just keeps rolling, but it all comes from the green new deal. All of these little pieces are are the green new deal. It's just brought to you one at a time. Guns. Guns have been This administration has tried taking guns from us. And I, and I don't mean the Biden administration. I mean the government administration has tried taking the people's guns from them for several decades now. We have the Constitution in place, which is our saving grace. Us having guns is our saving grace. So they presented this huge gun grab. It never passed because it, it was completely unconstitutional. So they drew it back. And then it was like, well, we need to limit magazine sizes. We can't have the public shooting 30 rounds at, you know, at one sitting before having to reload. That's just, we can't have that. So we'll, we'll move it to 15 or 20 or something like that. And then, and then it moved from 20 to 15 and then 15 to 12 and then 12 to 10. And then now they're trying to push three, three magazine, three bullets in a magazine. They came after, um, uh, first, the first thing was automatic weapons, complete full machine guns, automatic weapons. Those were completely banned in the United States. So then what's the next step? Semi-automatic weapons, because it has the word automatic in there. It's semi-automatic. That just means that the casing goes out, another shell goes in. You still got to pull the trigger each time a bullet goes flying through the barrel. But they leave that part out. It's just the semi-automatic or else these, these fucking dipshit governors and senators, they go fully automatic, fully, fully semi-automatic. <laughs> you know, they start combining the two oh, right there. You sh- they're completely discredited from the conversation, but it's the plan. It's the plan. Eventually they they want to get all of our guns because they know that the people will never surrender. If we have guns, we will, they, we, the people will never give in to their demands and their control if we still have our guns. So, but that's where, that's where these executive orders started coming from. I kind of got, I got lost there. 
the the executive order started under JFK, and it started with taking over the gas company. Started with taking over the oil company. It started with taking over all of these, like the banking. It was just these these little things. If something happened, the the government could step in and take over it. It was done. I think it was done for good, but they figured out a way to make it not good. They could use it to their advantage. What were we sold on for the Patriot Act? 9-11 happened, which we did a show on. 9-11 happened. We had to have the Patriot Act. We have to know what's going on. And what was what was the, the thing that was always demonized through the media? Well, conservatives are saying, the, the conspiracy theorists are saying that you're just going to go through grandma's emails to find out what, what her recipes are. They were trying to demonize you when they'd come out and say, well, we're just trying to find out who the attackers are in this country. We want to find out who is talking to who, and then we can know who the threats are. We have to have the Patriot Act to do so. In theory, that sounds good. Our government is trying to find out. They're going to see, oh, that's just grandma's recipes for, for, for apple pie. We're just going to push that one to the side. We don't need that. That's how they're selling it to you. But meanwhile, they're taking everybody's data, putting it into a nice locked container for safe storage, of course. And they'll never do anything with it, of course. But is what they were doing was harvesting all of this information from that point forward. We know through the many rabbit holes, we know through the many rabbit holes that we had, if you get onto um, Roku, and type in burrow it will bring up the burrow the burrow app and download that and your mind will be forever twisted into a pretzel watching these documentaries or if you've been down rabbit holes the way that i've been down rabbit holes and then you start branching off into different different limbs of this rabbit hole a lot of stuff is put together in these documentaries to go that's where it makes sense. You start filling in those gaps because you, you're going to miss something along the way. And that these documentaries have filled in so many holes that I, that I had from my research and my rabbit hole experience. It was something else for sure. So we learned from 9-11 that mm, a lot, a lot more happened that we didn't know about. As we talk about, in the 9-11 podcast for my new year's eve special that was that was a fun time but we'll we'll save that so so we started talking about where where is our line in the sand the executive orders we're starting to build onto something here in in the show of where are we at in in where are we at in, in our lives, in our fight against the government? We're learning about things. This right here, December of 21, is where we should have fucking stopped this government. Now we're in 2023, and they're still, they're still hammering down. Although we have a lot of clamor. Is it actually going on? Maybe, maybe not. We have a lot of clamor going on that people are starting to be arrested. People are starting to be taken to trial. Their sins are going to be answered for. I'm sitting here with air quotes saying, please, please answer for their sins. Their attack on the United States government or their attack on the United States people. I'm sorry. 
I think I'll just stop there because we're going to bring it back up later. The funnest show I did. The New Year's Eve special. New Year's Eve 2021, my catfish story. And I love I love this story. So if you have not listened to it, please go back. It is episode number 35. It is my catfish story. And I talk about how exactly I got into this mess. I talk about how I discovered who the real person was and how I found out who everybody else was in her scheme. This one woman had about 12, maybe more. But for right now, I'll just say the 12, because that's what I can prove. The 12 accounts that she was running simultaneously throughout the story. But I believe there was more. And I know that it is still active because I have all of these accounts blocked and they're still active. I haven't, now, if she's smart, I'm going to preface this. If she's smart, she blocks me from all of her new accounts. If she's smart, she does that. And I have not yet come across anything. The ending of this story involves a friend of mine who I went to who I went to high school with that it was actually a friend of hers I think if it was a real account that he started seeing the same catfish the the fake girl and so I warned him about it he said he said you're just trying to break up a good thing don't you you know come trifling around here and you know made a couple other threats and I said hey just don't trust anything about it verify and i and i and i walked away from there so that was the the end of the story what is missing from that story though is a couple other details that i do remember now i mean this was this happened to me nine years eight years ago nine years ago something along those lines and so trying to remember everything in in one instance as you're trying to write it out and then i remembered other stuff and i'm trying to fill it in so i had to rewrite the notes again and and then as i and i just list, actually listened to this the other day and i got a, there was a couple of different things a couple of things that had happened in there that i that i had flip-flopped so I guess if you wanted to be completely accurate in that in that story, it uh, there's a couple things that are that are flip flop, but it doesn't change the story at all. So, but I remembered a couple other things as well. So, it's it's a great story. If you have not listened to it, you need to go watch, listen to episode number thirty five, my catfish end of twenty twenty one New Year special. Do you have a vacation or a travel plans that you've been making? If you have, go to evotravelagent.com backslash Daniel Rude. Evolution Travel, that's the place you need to go. They'll save you money. They'll do all the expert work to get you the best rates on hotels, on rental cars, and your travel plans. Evolution Travel, go check it out. Check out my cousin Daniel. He will point you in the right direction. I want to bring up an organization that I've talked about the last couple episodes. It is Change Unchained. You can find them at changeunchained.com, as well as the same name on TikTok and Instagram. They are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. They provide temporary living quarters for survivors of trafficking, as well as exploitation in the tiny homes at the Burn It Down Ranch. 
This is a search and rescue team from Badass Vets, Troy and Tiffany Yusufer. They've been working anti-trafficking since 2012. This is a great organization. If you would like to help donate, get on change, unchained.com backslash donation, or just get on their website and you can filter your way through. They have two or three permanent homes right now or tiny homes right now. They are working on another one and then another one and then another one. It's going to be a badass ranch for the survivors that they are able to find in the trafficking. If you want to help them out, changeunchained.com. So then 2022 started, and we really started diving into the politicalness. We started diving into the us versus them. We started, we had the, we had on uh, the trucker convoy. We had on Chris Barber. We had, we had um, Mr. Freedom stick on. We had, I'm scrolling up here. I know we had, we had uh, three rows on. We've had packing Patriot on, you know, we had a bunch of, bunch of guys on and with great stories, but freedom stick Freedom Stick's different, right? Freedom Stick has, uh, you know, and that's obviously his, his his stage name. He has 20 plus years of, of law enforcement, of serving our country, of uh, being in the Navy, of, you know, being a just a complete badass. And my best friend, Brooks Kling, and we got to go fly fishing with him. We got to go camping with him, go, go fishing with him, Talked to him all night long next to the fire, had some drinks. Just what a dude. Just a, just a dude. <laughs> um, and, and he's got great stories. He's got great stories that makes that, that up, apply what he's talking about when it comes to our tyrannical government. He knows, he sees what's going on. And I've had a, I've obviously had a lot of thoughts about how I see things. He comes from it from a completely different side. And once you start, you start seeing that, and then you apply, apply those to your research. It really makes sense as to what he's talking about when you, when you start connecting the dots and then Lambo starts connecting dots. We did a few shows where we started putting, piecing things together we started we started we started taking the conspiracy theory taking it apart putting it back together and now connecting the dots of how things touch each other how things how things connect that i believe is is the real rabbit hole of trying to what what's the next thing that's going to happen because if you can if you see the the initial impact and then you see the steps after it, you can predict the next thing. I've got a show here called, uh, it's, the, uh, it's the spoiler alert, and now I can't find it. Oh, I said welcome back uh, to the spoiler alert. A little extra Lamble podcast is the spoiler alert because I, I, I've been putting things together. I've, been, I've got notebooks. I've got, I'm in my desk right now. I've got one, two, three, I've got four notebooks full of shit. I've got tabs open like crazy. I've got more screenshots and video recordings in my phone. I've got notes everywhere of, of 
looking into things, of verifying things, of double-checking, of making sure the source is good, putting things together, number one, so that I can put a, put a, put a good show out, but number two, to verify my sources that the shit that, I'm, that, I, that is being said is true. And then you start connecting the dots. You start predicting the next step that's going to happen. When we got locked up, when we got locked up in our homes, we were told there's no way that they're going to put us in masks. They're, they're, we're, we're going to be able to get through this. We're, we just got to flatten the curve, stay at home. And I have said from the very beginning, I agreed with everybody staying at home because we had, well, at that time, they, these motherfuckers knew exactly what was going on, but we didn't know what, what the problem was. Now we know that it was lab created by Dr. Fauci and and the bio labs. We know that it was purposely released. We know that it was transferred from Ukraine to China. And they're still, well, they, they actually changed their story again. They said it was bats and now it's some dog that's over there, some barking dog or some flying dog or some bullshit. They're trying to change the narrative again on it trying to cover their steps because they they we had found out through the the Ukraine getting attacked by Russia that these biolabs were real. We were told there's no biolabs over there. That's that's conspiracy talk. Well, yeah, well maybe we do have some biolabs over there. Yeah, we know. We know. I mean, I could go through the list of conspiracy theories that, you know, you guys are just a bunch of crackpots. You don't know what you're talking about. And yet it comes true. And yet it comes true. I had a, I did one show where I had to apologize because there was one, one thing that I was claiming was we were not going to have the 2022 election. The Democrats could not, could not have a red wave come unless they already knew what the outcomes of the elections were going to be. I had said that if it was a fair and honest election, there was going to be an EMP, there was going to be something was going to happen, war something was going to stop this election from happening. Obviously, we know that it went through. Obviously, we know that the red wave that was predicted did not happen, and that was that was one one fail that I, that I had, and maybe it was more wishful thinking. Maybe it was stepping outside of the box, but in the end, in the end, we know that some of the elections were rigged. So they, they still had a hand in on that. I don't believe Jay Inslee won his election in 2020. Same way. It's these, it's this mail-in voting. We need to eliminate mail-in voting right now. That needs to be on the ballot coming up in the 2024 election, which is a mail-in va- ballot here in Washington State. We need to eliminate that. We need to go back to in, in-house, in you vote, you show your ID, you pull the lever, you, may, you verify that that is who you voted for, and then boom, you're out of there. We need to get back to those times of voting We need to get back to those times of voting to have a fair and honest election. And until we do, 
they will have complete control over the elections. Joe Biden even came out saying it's not about who votes. It's not about who votes. It's about who counts the votes. Joe Biden has already told us the plan. Dementia Joe, he came out saying it's about who counts the votes. So as we as we go on with these elections, we've got to get away We've got to get away from mail-in mail-in voting. We need to get away from these drop boxes. As we know what happened in Maricopa County in Arizona, people were pulling up, dropping in five, six, seven, eleven ballots all in one shot. It's on video. It's on proof. But the the liberal judges down there, eh, there's not enough evidence. Not enough evidence. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. There's another one too. Uh, Gavin Newsom is president. I'm looking at episode number 61. Gavin Newsom is president. I had said that I believe something is going to happen. I believe that something was going to happen to um, Kamala Harris. She was going to step away. Gavin Newsom was going to take her place. Because the president has the opportunity to name his successor basically that's what the the vice president is he is able to name his successor so the vice president spot be filled by gavin newsom and then we started coming out with the hunter biden with the money from uh china from the business deals from you know the child trafficking that that obama is a part of epstein island all of this start starts happening all at once and that was a good opportunity for him to step away but it wasn't. He didn't. He didn't step away. He's actually doubling down. He says he's going to run in 24. <laughs> now, unless you know the outcome of the election, good Lord, Democrats cannot allow that. But they've already stopped the, the debates from happening. You've got another Kennedy running on the Democratic side who I've listened to some of the things that he said. And I have not listened to all of the things that he said. And just from the little bit that I he is he is in that middle. Remember what I have said on the show. I don't want there to be a complete red controlled country. So I don't believe that's a good country. I don't want there to be a complete blue controlled country either. We have to get in the middle. We have to be able to 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 work with each other and 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 give and take and and all of that stuff to make a country work. We need to have somebody in the middle. Now, is that this new Kennedy? Joe Biden thinks he's going to win the election. He, they're not. Democrats said there will be no debates. How is that even possible? How is that even possible that we don't even have debates? So, I do believe Gavin Newsom will run for president in 24 if the party allows him to. That's kind of the other thing here with that as well is if if Joe is running and they don't want a viable contender to go against him, they're not going to allow Gavin to run. So that that will be interesting. Ah, Lady J, episode 66. Um, she is out of Delaware. And we, I brought her on the show to talk about a, a master chief that had been caught uh, trying to trying to pick up a 14-year-old boy, 15-year-old boy, 14-year-old boy. And she also had another story 
along with uh, along with her life but the really i don't believe any new news has come i know i'd i'd talked to her on a on a facebook on a uh, sorry a tiktok live about this incident maybe uh, maybe about six months later or so just as a, just an update of some sort and she said that she had she had got some new information um and she was going to get a hold of me but never never did we never we never connected so i don't know exactly if it's anything that's real i haven't seen anything in the news so probably it's been swept under the rug which is which is uh i think a travesty that that does happen the other part of of her story though which I find uh, very amazing is she got into a car wreck. She believes she blacked out and ended up rear ending somebody at a really high rate of speed and completely lost her memory. She had a factory reset and then God reached down, healed her. And now she, she is living her, her, she's living her life of through the Bible which I think, which I find um, remarkable. It's a great story. Go back and listen to that one, uh, episode sixty-six, the real Lady J, and that was so the, the Master Chief. Yes, that was a story, but it was the other story. It was about having that reset. You know, you get, you have, you have, you meet people all the time going, "Man, if I could just go back and do this, or if I could just go back in time and change this." She got that unintentionally. She got that. She got to start all over. Now, probably the most, probably the scariest time of her life that she remembers, but not knowing anything. Do I like that? Do I like this? Do I like that color? Do I like that food? You get to, you get to completely start over. I don't know. It, she, I know, I, I know she still, she struggles with it, but she opens the Bible and starts reading the word and prays a lot and God is leading her in a great direction right now. So it's a, that's a really good story. Episode number 66, 67 question, everything. I don't, everything that happens. And, and remember when we were talking to freedom stick, he's like, maybe we want to look into the, into the Antarctic and the, it being the flat earth. Maybe because he said, he said, I don't believe he believes that our world is round. He believes it's a sphere, it's a it's a ball, but maybe we'd question it. And then we we had that conversation about how the globe was lied to us that things are kind of different shaped and blah blah blah. Question everything. I don't care what it is. Question it. Verify it. Uh, three rows packing patriot Adam Haddam, who actually uh, turned my daughter's design. My daughter is the one who hand drew the extra Lambo logo. If you look over into the screen right now, you'll see the red uh, outline of, of extra Lambo and then the microphone in the middle. My daughter drew that. My daughter Bailey drew that. And so I gave that drawing to um, Adam Paul, Adam Haddam, I don't know, whatever account that was at the time. And he was able to digitize it. But the way that my daughter drew the letters, it was her own font. So Adam's like, if your daughter goes back and finishes the font of all the other letters, she can have her own font, <laughs> which I thought was really cool. So, but now we now we took that logo. Um, we made it to what it was that I use on TikTok for all my videos, but then my best friend Brooks 
my best friend Brooks made me the the seal, the the seal, this the the wooden um, tablet that I have right here with that same logo on it. It's also it's also uh, going to be behind the guests when I have guests in studio. It's going to be sitting there, um, sitting there behind them. It's also on the bottle opener that I American Truth Forty Six made me that that logo is etched in there and he did a fantastic job on this as well so that was mail day so adam uh was able to uh, take my daughter's drawing and make it into what the the show has kind of become now organic the show has been organic from the very start and and i am <laughs> very blessed but very very honored that people take their their time to do things and help me out. It's it's uh it's very nice to see. Um coming up we've got uh we've got the Larry Colbert show. Again, I had reposted that because oh that was the October. I was down in Arizona uh for baseball. So I'd reposted that that show. Um Amy. Amy with We Want the Names uh organization. That's the ones where originally and this has morphed into more than just we want the names. It has morphed into so much more. Eventually, they're going to have to make a name change for their organization. But I had Amy on. We talked about the protest or the um, the rally that they had in Washington, D.C. to drum up support to get the names of the Epstein client list. And I just saw on Twitter two days ago that names have started to come out from that from that list you're gonna see a mass exodus coincidence right coincidence you have the screen the screen writers guild is on strike so you have all these talking heads these late night shows all the other shows all these uh movies they're all they're all put on strike they're all put on hold for right now coincidence coincidence that some of these names are starting to leak out and then the strike happens take it as with a grain of salt i guess see into it as you may but it's awfully coincidental that this happens at the same time so keep your eyes on on that story but the we want the names organization it is a 501c3 it is uh completely um run uh, there's more people involved, but I'm just going to say that Amy and Jess are the ones that spearheaded the whole thing, which they did, but they run it. I don't know if I can say that they run the whole thing, but they're doing an amazing job. It has turned into a much more than just this rally in Washington, D.C. They have another one coming up in Texas. It might be too late. It might be too late because I believe our border, as soon as the uh, Title 42 expires, we're going to get overrun. We're going to get overrun by every anything and everything coming through that southern border. And they might be too late. So hope our southern border is a mess. And our, this administration is saying, nope, nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it at all. It's a great border. P, the immigration has actually slowed. Kareem Jupiter, Pierre Paul came out saying, yeah, the immigration has slowed down. Those numbers aren't accurate anymore. Meanwhile, when you actually go down there, you talk to the people who's actually living down there, they can't they can't keep account. <laughs> they can't keep account of everybody because they're they're coming across so fast. Uh, Nevada Amber, 
Shout out Nevada Amber. We talked about there, Larry Colbert. Um, now we're into the election time. Uh, had on uh, Kentucky Renegade Patriot, which I do the opening for, which I think we're going to change because he shot me a text the other day. He needs to change the opening. He has the Renegades Rant podcast. I'd uh, go what listen to him, listen to this, and then go listen to that one. Um, he's putting out some bangers the last couple weeks. Great guests. And great guests. And uh, I, I did the intro and the outro for it. So, goddamn cops. Or that's the ambulance. It's probably the neighbor again. Got the the neighbor to the studio has some has some health problems, and then they'll sit right outside there and let the siren blow. <laughs> so, if you heard that, that's what that is. But I'll get back. Uh, so anyway, KY does the Renegades Rant podcast. Listen to that. I do the intro. We're gonna try to switch it up. Uh, come up with uh, a, a new intro for him. Um, Doc House, Doc House. <laughs> Dang, I've had him on twice. Um, he is involved in the Casey Anthony trial. If you guys remember that, the daughter of Casey Anthony died. Come turns, you know, you go through the trial and all the investigations, and they're claiming that she's the one that did it, when in actuality it kind of looks like the dad is the one that did it, and he's a sex offender and a pedophile and all this stuff. I had on Doc House, and we never got to it. We never, we never got to it, and I had a, I, I've got pages of notes about this trial, about what was going on, and all this stuff. We never got to it. Had him on again. Never got to it. It's just the conversation, just organic. The show has been organic, and and these individual shows, same thing. It just, it, it, it happens. Connecting the dots. Um, the Chris Barber one was interesting. And in, in the, in the fact that we, we only know what our media is telling us, but having Chris Barber on and kind of him breaking down exactly what had happened, what exactly the media is doing to help stifle him and what is going on and with the trial and how they're trying to just def, 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 deface, deface, uh, defame their character, uh, make them into criminals when they were just grieving they're or they're airing their grievance against their government as citizens even in Canada where Chris Barber is from you have that right to do so but Tyrant Trudeau does not like that so he's doing everything that he can to get back at Chris Barber he's the one that led this thing so he's the example Trudeau is just trying to set the example with Chris Barber so that people don't do it again so he still has that trial going on if you go to my LinkedIn uh, my link tree, not my LinkedIn, my link tree, you find Chris Barber on there and please help support him. He needs all the financial help that he can get. He does have his store to buy hoodies and hats and stickers and all sorts of stuff on the store. Go to that, purchase that. It all goes to his legal expenses to help him fight Justin Trudeau and this, this messed up, uh, the messed up lies that Trudeau was spreading about them and, and the court case. It'll, it'll help him out at the same time though. This is when I start getting into 15 minute cities, which if you have listened to the shows, the last three, four shows, you know that that's where I believe we're heading to. And this is the time where I start getting into the 15 minute cities. This is January 20th of this year. 
Oh, I went past the New Year's Eve special. I'm sorry. It's it it was different. So the, the New Year's Eve special was the uh, Packing Patriot, Michael Three Rows, Mr. Freedom Stick, and myself. We talk about 9-11's conspiracies. We I have not wanted to talk about 9-11. I don't want to believe that our government murdered 3,000 people that day. I don't want to believe that this was all set up and orchestrated by our government to cover up something else. We still don't really know. It's all, you know, it's all conspiracy at this point as to what actually it was about. But our government is the one that did 9-11. And then just two days ago, a whistleblower from one of the pilots came out saying had had dirt or actual truth about what he was actually supposed to be doing on 9-11. That is coming out. 9-11 is about to get ready to be blown open, blown wide open. So be ready for that, folks. 50-minute uh, cities. We know that the line is being built in Saudi Arabia. We know that these other, you know, liberal cities are they're they're trying to get the federal money to make them create themselves into 15-minute cities. This is not a conspiracy. You can go to their website, which you'll have to listen to the show. I don't have my notes with me. You'll have to go and see. They've got the the C40, which is the group of 40 uh, cities already that are in the process of becoming 15-minute cities. This is where we are headed. We know from the prepared the 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 prepared the friend. God dang it! What's that show called? Um, the Mutual Prepper Podcast. We know from there that that cities are already being built in the aspect of fifteen minute cities because of public transportation. It's just ease. It's easy. It's congestion of roads. Which once this whole thing kicks off, that's how we're gonna get. It's gonna be sold to us. Why do you want to get angry driving to work every day when you could just walk to work? Why do you want to deal with bumper-to-bumper traffic when you could just ride your bike to work and be there and live a healthier life and not have that stress on you? Everything that you need is 15 minutes from your front door. Doesn't that sound nice? Don't that sound nice? That's how they're going to sell it to you. So I have several, and and I have... Uh, have freedom cities. That's that's the Donald Trump one. But I got the 50 minute city with introverts. That's the that was the Canadian gal that we did um, the show on where we had horrible horrible reception because of what Trudeau's doing to the internet there in Canada. Um, but I was able to piece together the show. I had a little cut and splice and some magic on my part plus some fill in. I still made a great show out of it. Lots of information there. But this is actually going on in Canada. And it's going on in the United States. It's going on in in um, Rockfordshire, England, New, I don't know, whatever that that city is that's over there. But it's been going on in China for three years, four years now. That's where we're going. They can have control of us in these fifty minute cities. If we know anything, if we if we can look back at what happened to Australia during the pandemic, they had these cities, and they're still there. We still have these hotels that were refurbished as. They are there will be concentration camps. They in here in Washington State, Oregon, California, they are ready for this. That money was put into these things for a purpose. Liberals are patient. They're gonna do it early enough so people forget about them. 
and then they're going to use them later on. So under the guidance of COVID and all that money that was just being handed out freely, they were able to set things up for the future when they start rounding up people door to door and putting them into, into these concentration camps. That's, that's where we're headed. 15-minute city, if you want to live under their thumb and their rule, that's what they're going to place you in. So we did, we've done a couple different shows on, on this. The latest one was how we, I tie in the Fed now to the central bank digital currency to how it all plays into controlling you to stay within your 15-minute city. If you live in one part of town and you want to go see your grandma in another quadrant, another part of town, and your license plate gets, gets um, screened or gets video, videotaped, gets captured, and you don't have the right social credit score, i.e. what you post on Facebook, what you post on TikTok, if it's not what the government wants, you don't get to go to grandma's house. And then let's say you do, you sneak through, they find your bank account. FedNow allows them to get into your bank accounts right now because it's all one central bank. And they start deducting money out of your bank account because you disobeyed what they wanted you to do and you went and saw your grandmother. So they're not going to have to fight you. They're going to bleed you to death. They're going to bleed you through your bank account. I know. No, I know. I can't believe it either. You know, and then it's, I have a lot of friends who are, they're not naive. They're good people. They're good hearted that they don't want to see it that way. They don't want to, they don't want to, they don't want to believe that our government would do that. They don't want to believe that their lives are about to be completely fucked. If you connect the dots and you see and you go down rabbit holes, you can see what's going to happen. You're trying to fight to keep, wake people up to what's going on because I can't do it myself. I need help. I need help. I need help. So I talk to everybody about preparing. I talk to everybody about food storage. I talk to everybody about having enough water, enough food on hand, uh, ammunition on hand, guns on hand if you can get them. Just setting yourself up. Just setting yourself up. And then we had the Mutual Prepper podcast, which is still one of my best podcasts. And talking about the community aspect of things. Putting it all together, the preparedness, the food storage, the water storage, the go bags, putting it all together with plans, radios, communication. Oh, that reminds me. I'm really pissed at Mid- Midland. Because they didn't... They, they, Said they didn't want to come onto the show. I understand because you, if you align yourself with a conservative podcast, you're going to get backlash. I'm going to just go with that, that that's what they chose to do because they didn't want the backlash of coming onto my podcast, being on the right, being on a conservative podcast, and then they get backlash from these tyrannical fucking left hearts that are out there. Let's just stay down the middle. No allegiance, no alliance. We stay down the middle. We sell radios to everybody. And if that's the way that they want to go, that's fine. I can respect that because they've got a business to run. I can respect that. But then don't come out on the other side. Don't do it. 
So that that was one thing that angered. It didn't anger me. I I expected that going into it, but I was I was really hoping to have um, this company on to talk about the radios and communications and how to how to prepare for you know stuff like that and EMP and I. I it would have been a great show. I think it would have been a great show regardless of the politics behind things because just knowing how to communicate with, with your, with your friends and family in a close proximity of how to use and set up networks and stuff like that, I think still would have been useful information would have been useful in the fact of knowing, Hey, what happens in a, in a flooding situation where we need to use our radios? What if power goes out? How do we use the radios? I think it still could have been a very valuable show without the politics. And I'm, I'm, kind of disappointed that it that it didn't happen so i'm actually looking right now for a conservative owned company that does these radio networks and we're going to try to get them on so hopefully wish me luck if you know anybody out there that does this that does radios that use uses repeaters in their system that is a conservative on on this side i'd love to have them on air if you know anybody like this please um, give them the email extra Lambo at gmail.com. I, my link tree is right there. They can find me on there. I'm, I'm all over the place. I'd love to have them on the show to go get this information out to you guys. So, but, um, you know, and then we're, we're, where we're at right now. Uh, Joshua Gaddis, we opened up some, some rabbit holes with Antarctica, Egypt, there i'm i'm learning more stuff about the grand canyon and it being filled with egyptian tombs and and hieroglyphics on the walls and these these caverns through the walls of the great of the grand canyon just another another rabbit hole to fill my time with <laughs> so anyway that's where we're at but i think everybody needs to pay attention to fed now the cbdc the the our our nat, our currency as it sits right now and once you start seeing that dollar drop you guys need to be ready for action because something big is about to happen when it comes to that um kramer i think it was kramer came out saying we have six to ten weeks can't really pinpoint it we have six to ten weeks so that's kind of his his timeline that is on there. Uh, one thing that I skipped over was the local prepper. I don't remember where that was at. Maybe they pulled this one because I don't see it. I've oh, got the Glenn Maxwell. Oy. Um, I don't see the local prepper on here. Spotify might have pulled this podcast. I might have to go back. I, I still have it. I can I can reset it up. I'll look again for it without wasting your guys' time. But the local prepper podcast, it was it was a kind of a dry podcast, but there was still some great information on there. And and he's actually on um he's on TikTok, he's on Instagram, he's everywhere, and he does these these lives. But he's also has the oh uh, what's it called? It's the 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 format where you can start a thread and then you guys converse that way on this, on this thread. I, I can't remember what the name of it is, but, uh, yeah, I can't remember what the name of it is, hmm. but anyway, it's a, uh, it's another, it's another useful tool. And he does these, uh, 
he does these uh, product demonstrations and testing and, you know, the, the companies they send him stuff to use and make videos of and all that stuff. So lots of information on there. It's the local prepper. And I don't know why that's not on here. I cannot find it. I bet Spotify pulled it. Crazy. Which we know from Joe Rogan that they pulled some of his stuff too. The Dollar Tree. The Dollar Store Podcast. Uh, episode number 50. Loads of information in that one. I spent a week writing out these notes, writing out uh, the useful tools, Go to the, going to the dollar store myself. I still go to the dollar store myself to grab items that we need, candles, um, all of your zips, all of your, all of your aluminum foil, all of um, anything, anything. The, the, the dollar store is, uh, has a lot of information or has a lot of useful stuff for there in the prepping aspect, especially if you're getting started in prepping and food storage and all that stuff to use the dollar store pillage the dollar store they've got enough product you won't run them out <laughs> so but anyway um i think i'm just going to cut it there I, I really wish i would have had my guest uh with us today and <sighs> when i get him on when i get him on it's it's going to i'm probably just going to sit there with my mouth open and just listen <laughs> so but anyway i'm gonna end the show right there again thank you to everybody who listens thank you to everybody who has downloaded the show um hit that notification bell who has passed this on to other friends has used the information that i've given the guests have given this is 100 shows and that's a big mark most podcasts last seven i'm at number 100 and it's a it's quite an honor thank you for allowing me to do what i do and here's to another hundred. Uh, the next big show on the next big show that is the the goal is the mark is 250. So we will have another show at 250 that will be big and it will be grand. And I cannot wait to get to 250. So again, thank you to everybody who has listened and uh, help me help me along the way. This is a little extra Lambo. For my son, Branyan, standing right here next to me. <laughs> he popped in, kind of scared me a little bit. This is Lambo. Thank you, everybody. Show number 100. Here's to 250. <laughs> <laughs>